Hello, this is Dr. Jim Polk, and welcome to An Amazing Career. This podcast is all about equipping you with phenomenal skills, habits, and a mindset that'll redefine your limits and help you achieve your maximum potential in your career and in your life away from work. I'm an executive and career coach, as well as a neuropsychologist with over 40 years experience helping people achieve greatness. So strap in, get ready, and take notes, and prepare to learn how to have an amazing career. Nagging doubts. We've all had them at one time or another. If you say you haven't, you just don't remember. Am I good enough, smart enough, strong enough? What if I give it a shot and it doesn't work out? Last time I tried something new, we almost lost the house. I should just be happy with what I've got. My dad always said I'd disappoint everyone. Now, we all have tapes running inside our heads. If we're lucky, they're not as extremely negative as the ones I just threw out there. But no matter who you are, you've had some that haven't served you well. In an earlier episode, we examined what focus is and why it's important to have good focus to accomplish what you want in life. We touched on the different things that affect focus, namely the myriad distractions in the world. Then in another episode, I gave you 10 ways to improve your focus. We touched very briefly on the subconscious mind and how beliefs and habits, the tapes I alluded to a moment ago, influence what we focus on and how well we focus. Today, I'm going to dive deep into exploring, understanding, and mastering your subconscious mind in order to get the results you want out of life, again, as it relates to focus, the subconscious things inside us that affect it. Have you ever wondered why you do some of the things you do, or like or dislike certain things? What's your favorite color? Why? Why can some people focus apparently quite easily in a noisy room and others can't? Their ability to focus. You've most likely known people who seem overly sensitive to criticism. Why are some people that way and others aren't? So let's jump into different ways to improve your focus by focusing on your subconscious mind. What goes on there is a powerful driver for your focus, your decision-making, and the way you view the world, and how you execute whatever plan you have going on. So today, we're going to look at tailoring your focus for better results in life. We'll examine three areas to do this, adopting empowering beliefs, taking on new habits, and staying focused on outcome. So let's get started. I'm Dr. Jim Polk, and this is An Amazing Career. So let's begin by examining what I like to call adopting empowering beliefs. All of us have beliefs about many things, right? You have beliefs about what's right and what's wrong, about your abilities, and even about what color looks best on you. Beliefs are powerful and drive your behavior for better or for worse. My work has consistently shown me that the following three areas, which combine belief with focus, hugely impact our chances for success. First, let's look at control versus can't control. People who tend to focus on what they believe they can control tend to feel better, are more in charge of their life, move along more smoothly, and get things done. For example, you can't control the economy, but you can control how you prepare yourself to deal with it. People prone to depression or not getting what they want from life tend to focus on what they can't control. Next is have versus don't have. If you tend to focus primarily on what you have, you'll likely be more grateful, upbeat, and optimistic. This type of energy will help you get things done, enjoy your life, get you more of what you want, and get you to where you want to be. Conversely, 
If you're always focused on what you don't have, you'll tend to feel a sense of lack, be more prone to depression, and your energy level will be low. This then tends to make any bad situation even worse. One way to combine the two and get good results is to create a vision board. I'm sure some of you have heard about these. My wife likes to tell me and others that she manifested me into her life with one. Here's how they work. You need a poster board, a pile of old magazines or access to the internet, some scissors, and some tape or glue. Spend some time meditating and dwelling on things, places, people, situations, and events that you'd like to have in your life. Find pictures of these, cut them out, and paste them to the board. Soon you'll have a board covered with pictures of smiling, sexy people, Ferraris, exotic locations, bags of money, whatever. My wife has a picture of Brad Pitt on her vision board and was hoping he'd show up at the door. But she says that I'd do just fine. Hmm. She still spends a lot of time watching his films. Oh, well. The thing is, these things really work at improving your mood, energy, attitude, and your outcomes. Spend a bit of time each day, just a minute will do, and see yourself in these things. Imagine your life with them. Rather than feeling lack, you're generating that positive feeling within yourself and rewiring your brain to what it is to have those things. This energy will help you be more focused, operate at a higher energy level and vibration, and be more successful. Give it a try. By the way, I have one. If you send me an email, I'll tell you what's on it and give you more tips on how to construct yours. Next, let's look at focusing on the past, the future, and the present. Some people focus on the past. People who do this tend to dwell on what went wrong, past setbacks, missed opportunities, and what they lost. These people tend to beat themselves up. They stress themselves out. They spend time thinking about what they could have done differently. It stresses you, lowers your energy and motivation, clouds your thinking, and gets in the way of positive action. Now, thinking about what didn't work out can be productive if you are specifically using that information as a learning opportunity to make an adjustment as part of creating a plan for another try at something. But if it's just pining away unproductively or sulking, it lowers your energy and keeps you trapped in a cycle of failure. Now, some of us are focused on the future. Taking the time to plan for the future is necessary to have a fulfilling and successful life. I've talked about this on past episodes. To get what you want out of life, you need to first have a clear vision of what you want your life to be. Then you need to make changes, acquire things like education, skills, anticipate possible roadblocks, etc. Then you need to make a plan. Plans by their very nature are future-focused, but they're not meant to be dwelled on. You create the plan, implement it, and then live in the moment of the script you've written. You're not supposed to obsess about it, but some people do. Living in a state of being focused too much on the future can stress you out just as easily as focusing too much on the past. It can leave you feeling lack. You have to enjoy the ride. All too often in our society, we're in a hurry. We rush from one thing to another in a tizzy, feeling anxious and excited. Life is now, and you don't know when it's going to be over, so you get to find a way to enjoy it along the way. Things done right take time. I've seen way too many executives during my 40 years of coaching burn themselves out to get that nest egg, putting off happiness until retirement, only to be miserable when they finally get it because they're overweight, out of shape, have autoimmune disorders or heart conditions caused by long-term stress, and have dysfunctional relationships with family and friends. So now let's look at being focused on now. 
Focusing on the present moment raises your energy and helps you get things done. It improves well-being, fosters compassion, and helps our relationships. All of your actions sum up your future. So I say focus on the present. Focusing on the present reduces stress and anxiety, improves clarity and focus, enhances emotional regulation, helps increase enjoyment of life, and results in better physical health, such as reducing blood pressure, improving sleep quality, and strengthening the immune system. So take the time once in a while to finally remember things from your past. A couple of times a year, set aside time to reflect on wins and setbacks. Sort out what was responsible for the wins and keep those things in your life. Sort out what was responsible for the setbacks and use that information to make a new plan to get whatever it is you want. And then do your best to leave the past alone. Make a plan for the future and then live that script, periodically checking to see if the plan is progressing the way you hoped it would. If so, great. If not, analyze what's going on and implement needed changes. Then live in the moment as best you can and enjoy your life. Yes, I know I'm making this sound so simple, but it can be simple with practice. I realize things can get in the way sometimes, but this is a recipe. When you're able to follow it, great things will happen. When you're not, like my way too many attempts at baking a good blueberry pie, you need to analyze what happened and then put your best foot forward and try again. It's called life. The next area we'll examine is taking on new habits. We all have set patterns of behavior to deal with just about everything. These are called habits. They're acquired by frequent repetition and tend to be automatic. Changing habits can sometimes be challenging because they're driven by our subconscious. We often don't even realize we're doing them. Why is this important? Because some habits support us in making positive changes and functioning at a higher level, and some can weigh us down. For instance, some people have a habit of journaling their day's activities at the end of the day to track their progress towards a goal, to see what's working and what's not. Additionally, we all have habits associated with how we focus and on how many things we focus on at once. As an example, some of us focus on too many things at once. This can lead to poor outcomes because of divided attention. So how can you use focus in a way that serves you best? Let's review some strategies. First, focus on one task at a time. It's always best to focus on one task at a time. Multitasking is the process of dividing your attention among several things at once and leads to mediocrity. Multitasking produces the delusion that you're getting a lot done and will hamper you in successfully realizing your vision. While people can easily do two or three simple things at once quite well, like running while dribbling a soccer ball and scanning the pitch, people are not equipped to do multiple higher-level tasks at one time, such as doing complex math while watching a TV show and doing it well. You can't write your best project plan if you're also making phone calls, talking to coworkers, and halfway listening in on a conference call. Next is to implement changes gradually. New habits should be instituted gradually for the best results. For instance, many people decide to improve their health. They might begin with meditation, exercise, and a new diet all at once. This usually leads to getting overwhelmed with all the simultaneous changes confusing them and they give up on it all. It just takes too much time and effort to integrate so many new habits at once. It's complex. 
Instead, consider implementing one change to your life at a time. For instance, start a meditation program and get it in place successfully, integrating it into your life before you plug in exercise. Once that's in place, start making changes slowly to your diet. Gradually implementing things in this manner will keep you motivated, have the experience of successes along the way while moving forward and feeling upbeat. Minimize distractions. Well, I touched on this in an earlier podcast. I believe it's worth mentioning again. As you move through life, you have a lot going on. The more complex your life, well, the more distractions there tend to be. So if you have something important to accomplish, you need to scan what's going on around you. For instance, if you're distracted by a busy environment, find a place that's more isolated or take steps to screen out noise and interruptions. Close your office door if you have one, and during times when you really need to focus, put a sign on the door asking not to be bothered. Tell your colleagues or staff to honor the times when you ask for privacy. Pay attention to the lighting, temperature, layout of your furniture and desk, tools you're using, and the level of comfort of your chair. Turn off your cell phone and any other potentially distracting devices when you need privacy. It's been proven that even when your cell phone is turned off all the way, if it's within view, it can distract you. So put it in a drawer. Minimizing distractions will go a long way to improve your outcomes. Schedule your time and honor it. Do you sometimes start the day with good intentions to accomplish a specific goal? Let's say to read an uplifting book to better yourself or to do those 100 sit-ups. But then the phone rings, someone knocks on your door asking for a favor, or you're behind because you got stuck in traffic. Somehow, that thing you've been promising to do always gets shoved to the bottom of the pile. You have to make and take the time for things you make important. If something is valuable, write it into your schedule and make it important. Don't let other things take over. There will always be a lot of things to do, but not everything that's urgent is important. Understanding the distinction between urgency and importance is crucial for effective time management and prioritization. It is possible for tasks to fall into different combinations of urgency and importance. First, urgent and important. These tasks require immediate attention and align with your long-term goals. They should be given top priority. Important but not urgent. These tasks are significant for your goals, but they don't have immediate time pressure. They should be scheduled and managed wisely to avoid becoming urgent later on. Urgent but not important. These tasks demand immediate attention but may not contribute significantly to your long-term objectives. Try to delegate or minimize these tasks to focus on what truly matters. Not urgent and not important. These tasks have little or no impact on your goals or well-being. Avoid spending too much time on them and consider eliminating or delegating when possible. By understanding the difference between urgency and importance, you can prioritize your tasks effectively, reduce stress, and work more efficiently toward your meaningful objectives. Lastly, let's look at the importance of staying focused on outcome. We've all had the experience of being focused on positive beliefs and the present and have adopted good habits and still come up short, right? If you're totally honest, you'll admit that at some point you haven't succeeded at something. You seem to be doing everything right, but never quite get there. Possibly you didn't follow through all the way. Let me give you an example. Most people know that regular exercise is important to staying healthy, but most people don't do it. 
What are some reasons they might not? People usually fail to follow through on things that they want because they focus on failure or on pain and not on the outcome. They're focused on the painful or complicated process, not on the result they want. If you focus on the process, you can easily get overwhelmed. Additionally, when you keep putting off something, you feel bad about it, so you stop thinking about it altogether because you've associated a negative feeling with it. In both cases, people tell themselves, I'll do it later, and later never comes. Staying focused and making a change is never a matter of ability. It's a matter of motivation or drive. If you have a big enough reason, you'll stay focused and find the time or push through the pain. And to do that, you have to stay focused on the outcome that you want. How to do that? Write out what it is you want and be specific. Write down why you want it and write down how you're going to make it happen. So today, we looked at three different areas of behavior that help with tailoring your focus for better outcomes in every area of your life. Adopting empowering beliefs, taking on new habits, and staying focused on outcome. I invite you to listen to this podcast again if you're up to making big changes in your career and in your life away from work. Consciously monitoring the way we go through life and adopting positive practices and habits to get us to where we want to be is the only way to up your game and to be successful. Well, besides a lot of luck or an inheritance. If you need help implementing these steps into your life, reach out for coaching at drjimpolk at protonmail.com. You can also check out my website and blog at drjimpolk.com for some tips. Now get out there and live your life. You can succeed at anything you put your mind and actions to. Please like this episode and follow us on your podcast provider platform and tell your friends and colleagues about us if you found some value here today. Today's episode was produced by Tim McGuffey and our audio engineer was Robert Lyo. See you next week. This has been Dr. Jim Polk with an amazing career. 